I often wake up with deep, profound insights, and I need to do a better job of once I awaken, writing them down. Because I always tell myself I'm going to remember, but as further and further away I move from the moment of waking up in time, the less impactful, less meaningful, and less pungent, I guess, the idea that I wake up with is. That's my fault. But let me see if I can still recall the spirit of the message I woke up with today. I think it was something to the effect of take no credit for the good things in your life so that when bad things happen in your life, you realize that they're also not your fault. I think it's something to the effect of understanding that a lot of what happens to us is luck, is a story. It's our life story, for better or worse. Now, on the podcast I talked about, is it possible that our life stories themselves and narratives themselves are conscious, right? Could the story itself be an entity? Could be a sentient entities? Like the story of our lives, our life stories, could they be aware? Could they be living beings, life forms, right? Who kind of take on a life of their own. The implications of that, of course, is that if that's true, then is it possible, this is the next step, is it possible for you to then engage with the story the way you engage with a person and try to get them, and by them I mean the narrative, to go down a different path than the path that you're in. It doesn't help if you don't believe it's possible, because if you don't believe something is possible, then you're sort of powerless to change it. But if we're playing with ideas and we're playing with the idea that the narrative of our lives are in fact conscious, if you want to accept, at least for the time being, that it is something that is possible, then maybe you could, through sort of conscious intention and will, direct something down a different path, direct your life experiences down a different path. This will tie back to what I said at the beginning of this recording. Do not take credit for the good things that happen in your life. Because by taking credit for the good, you likewise have to take credit for the bad, right? So if good things happen to you, you call yourself blessed, lucky, genius, smart. But then when the bad things happen to you, you call yourself an idiot, right? Or you say, I fucked up. Or you say, fuck, like this happened and I failed. I made a mistake. Did you? Did you make a mistake? Or is that just what was always supposed to happen? Can you pause and take a step back out of the narrative that you're currently sort of embedded in or conjoined to? Or I could say, it's sort of taken you. It's moving, moving. It's a stream, right? A river stream. You could argue that a river, could a river also be alive in a way? I don't know. Native Americans certainly believed that everything was conscious, right? Plants and trees and oceans and rivers and lakes had their own sort of spirit, right? So if you could take a step back and not accept sort of praise for the things that happened to you, then it also allows you to take a step back and not accept fault for the things that happened to you. What happens is supposed to happen. What happened was what was supposed to happen. My husband had, I'm trying to be mindful of not like giving too much of his personal information, but he was hired to do a job and he did the job phenomenally. And then he got fired because the people who he brought in to help him succeed at the job were people of color. And he was planning on being in this program that he was hired to be in for five years. And then after just two years with no warning and no notice and for unfair reasons, he was blindsided and was unprofessionally let go. And it really hurt him. And all I could say was, I mean, amongst other things, so for being, being there with him, is take a step back, right? The good that you did was what you were supposed to do. You were the character that achieved the goals. The bad that happened to you was also what was supposed to happen. You were the character that that bad thing was going to happen to. 
Now, because you have such a rich and powerful personality, such an interesting character that you are, everything else that happens from this point on has to be sort of important, interesting. This story that's sort of emerging, rather than sort of taking a step back and say, why is this happening to me? Because it's not your fault. It's just a story it kind of has its life of its own. And this is where it wants to go, right? This is not a bad thing. You didn't make a mistake. You didn't, that was just what was supposed to happen. Just like when the good, when he was succeeding, that was what was supposed to happen. I said, take a step back and watch now. Where is this narrative going to go? I see him being a catalyst for change, of positive change, so that what happens to him doesn't have to happen to somebody else or to other people. And more importantly, so that the people who were subsequently harmed by his firing and people like them can also be protected. And so if you take a step back from our life stories and you sort of turn everything that happens to you into an interesting narrative that is life, life does kind of take on a different turn. Something that I repeatedly tell myself when somebody asks or says, well, why did this thing happen? My response is, well, that was what was supposed to happen. And if you just get in the habit of saying that, well, that was what was supposed to happen. It's really important. It's really interesting how life kind of turns. I had to pause there for a bit. My husband just brought me some food. Unfortunately, I cannot eat the food because I am fasting until three o'clock. So that's a temptation. Anyway, <laughs> but that was very kind of him. What I tell myself when I find myself asking, what, why did that happen? Actually, to be quite honest and to be more accurate, I no longer ask myself, why did that happen? I now observe narratives, right? When there's resistance, when I find myself in a particular path, interacting with individuals, for example, where there's pushback or there's not a flow or it's not working out, or maybe I'm trying to work things out with this person, say a partnership, a business partnership, a relationship, something to that effect. And I keep getting pushbacks. The temptation is to kind of keep kind of plying through, even though your interactions with them, everything but your interactions with them is unpleasant. And it's telling you, hey, this is not right. You don't feel happy interacting with the person. You don't feel good. Remember in the previous episode, where I talked about how you sort of know ahead of time on some level, what we call our unconscious, which is actually future, our future mind, right? That is populated with the interactions that we will have in the future where you know this isn't going to work out, right? And so there's certain leaks where you kind of feel it. It's all tangled and tangled together. Your future, your future experiences and your present experiences are all entangled. So in interacting with the person and you keep sort of butting heads with them, that's something that there's a message there that's telling you, hey, this narrative is it's sort of if you look at it as a narrative you could think of like as foreshadowing right because this is foreshadowing that the the narrative is going to go down a particular path right it's like a blinker in a car right it's going this way so you learn to pay attention to that but when you are trying to interact with people and there's this this level of friction right you just feel it well i'm not clicking with this person you have to understand that that probably means that either that relationship isn't going to last or that person is sort of going to be the catalyst that's going to launch you to the next level of your story and so when you get those sort of pre-hints prior to that don't discard it don't ignore it pay attention to that because then the next step after that is when things happen you can't then be quote-unquote blindsided because the hints were already there the hints were always there but that's worth repeating the hints are always there but if you tie it back right when good things happen be mindful of not accepting credit for it you can't accept credit for a narrative that always was going to be right when bad things happen you cannot accept blame that was just what was supposed to be the key here is to disconnect I'm having too much of an emotional reaction to it, whether it's anger, fear, anxiety, things like that, and 
really become an observer? I've been talking about this both on the podcast and on here as well. Can you be an observer? Can you be an observer of your own life story, right? To sit and watch the narrative play out. It's extremely difficult, I think, when bad things happening. I know that. Trust me, I know that. When you are sort of caught up in the drama of things, when you're arguing with people, when people are putting you through things, when you're suffering, when you're in pain, when you're sick, this world really is sort of like a deeply, highly immersive reality experience. And so when you're in them, right, you sort of have to take the stance of the same way a character you, you're watching in the show takes the stance. I've talked about this over and over again, but it bears repeating so that it kind of settles in. When a character has bad things happen to them, you're not watching a show and going, why did that bad thing happen to them? You understand that that's part of the narrative. If it's a well-written story, you understand that that was just what the character had to go through. You could sort of argue and say, well, that's because they're a bad person, but they're not really. They're a character. There are no good or bad. There are individuals. There's consciousness. There's, there's people. There are things, right, that things keep happening to. I want to throw back this idea to, I think I said this a long, long time ago on a TikTok live, I said something to the effect of like, you know, if you take my consciousness and you put it in the body of a Donald Trump at the beginning of his life story, by the time I'm his age now, I would have become just like him. I've likened and compared consciousness to water, right? And so we're water in different vessels, right? With different properties, right? So the water in a stream is going to have different properties because of the shit that's gone through, right? Versus the water in a river because of the shit that's gone through. So you being consciousness, you sort of collect the things that you've been through to become this sort of unique thing. But if you take my consciousness and you put it in a life experience, a path, like a, like a river goes through a path, right? A life path of, say, like a person like a Donald Trump. And you wipe my memory, right? I, I may, there might be some hesitation of doing X and Y because of my past experiences, right? That are sort of innate in my consciousness, right? So if I had a previous reality experience or if I experienced life previously as a quote unquote good person, then when you put my consciousness in a Donald Trump's life path, life stream, right? At the start, I might have resistance to certain behaviors and certain actions, but as these things happen, the more exposure you have to a particular life path, the more those things sort of fade away. Your past experiences sort of fade away until you become a Donald Trump. Your consciousness becomes a Donald Trump where I will end up in over the years behaving exactly like the person, the consciousness that is in Donald Trump now because I will sort of absorb the properties of his life experiences in his life path. So it's not that he's a bad person. It's that you put a consciousness in a, in a quote, bad path. And then the consciousness like water will absorb the properties of that quote, bad path. And then you have a character that you could say is a quote, unquote, bad person. You see what I mean? Same thing with the character. I mean, watch a character on a TV show or a movie, right? They always try to show you the villain um, origin stories nowadays, right? So Killmonger comes to mind. He started off as a child and then you watch what happened to him. So it's just a bunch of stuff happening to him. And then different experiences sort of popping into place until he became this character Killmonger. The child isn't born evil, right? And even if a child had a previous experience in an avatar that you could classify or call quote unquote evil, you start anew with your memory sort of like fresh. It's just things happening. What do you become? So you don't just like, for you, I've said, you don't accept credit for the good things that happen to you, but you don't accept punishment or blame for the bad things that happen to you. 
that's just the path that you found yourself on. This is very important and it's very, it, it's worth really sitting with and thinking deeply on about because then all of a sudden you really stop blaming people for their actions. This part's actually quite hard to do. I'm smacking my hand. This part's actually quite hard to do because there's a temptation of just being like, and we do this with characters as well. I'm watching the Foresight Saga, not the 1970s version. This is BBC Masterpiece Theater, the 2002 sort of remake, PBS sort of updates. Got Damien Hirst on it because I just finished Billions and so I still, I wanted to sort of see what else he was on and I remember that I'd watched this before. I didn't watch the whole first season though so I have no idea um, how it ended. Um, but there is his character and because I came in from Billions I wasn't prepared to see him as a bad guy right because his character I liked his character in Billions so I'm looking at his face or the actor Damien Hirsch and he's playing this character that's sort of cold and then ends up doing something really bad towards the end of season one there was this hesitation for me to accept that he was capable of doing that but as I go as you watch the whole thing you sort of, and it sounds really bad, but I can kind of understand that given the, the fact that he was a male, he harms his, um, I guess I'll give you backstory for those who aren't going to go watch it. So the show is called The Foresight Saga. And it features a sort of upper class wealthy um, British family. And um, there's one character in particular who is Damien Hirsch's character. And he plays a character named Soames, rather, which is a very interesting name. Anyway, he meets this woman who's considered a great beauty. And he starts pursuing her in a sort of weird, awkward, and cold way. All he really has to his personality is that he comes from money and he's a solicitor. So he's got money and he really wants this woman. But she says that she's not interested. At that point, he should have said, okay, and left it. But he kept going. And if you understand the time period that he was born in, that behavior kind of makes sense because this was set in, I believe, like the late 1700s. He comes from wealth. He's sort of the only child. So this is a person who is used to getting, well, no, actually he's the first, he's the only son. He's not the only child, but he's a man. So used to getting his own way. He feels very entitled. And so his upbringing leads him to behave in a way to pursue a woman that says she's not interested in him. Eventually she, the woman that he ends up marrying, says yes. But once again, she's saying yes because she's a victim of her upbringing. She grew up, once again, upper class, but her father passed away and she had she was left without money and she didn't want to get a job. So, so then she finally agrees to marry this guy who all is all he's doing is offering him money, offering her money. She's like, he's like, I could take care of you. You don't have to work. I will make sure that you're happy. And then her aunt, also, I'm sorry, not her aunt, her, her stepmother also says, you have to take this proposal because I don't have enough money to support two people based on, you know, her, what her father left them. So she marries him and she is cold to Soames, Damien Hirsch's character, like for the majority of their marriage. And it's easy to judge with our modern eyes, like, why would you then marry somebody? But I understand that women didn't have that many options back then. So her behavior makes sense. His behavior makes sense towards the end. It is unwarranted. Obviously, I'm not condoning what he does, but the wife begins to have an affair with an architect um, who Soames, Damien Hirsch's character, hires and she, he hires his character as he's this architect, as he's virtually unknown. And because of Soames hiring him, he becomes, he starts to become well-known. 
But this man is now having an affair with this woman that Damien Hirsch's character, his wife, he has been trying to get to warm up to him for years. So at the end, he does something really, really deplorable to his wife. And it's like, uh, that's really fucked up that he did that. But on the opposite end, understanding it, obviously, and I'm, I'm saying this, it's, there's never an excuse to behave in that way. But this was also done in a time when women's rights were virtually non-existent. And considering that she was actively having an affair, I can understand why he moved in that way. It obviously tainted his character and then made him a quote-unquote bad person. But you can also take a step back and see that this path that he was on from birth, even his mother had said to him, I should have taught you not to love something so like too much so possessively and she she blamed his actions um damien hirsch's actions the mother the woman who played his mother the character blamed his obsessiveness on the fact that she didn't tell him when he was young to not be so possessive of things that he quote unquote loved and so you see he was set on a path from the beginning that led him to behave in the way that he behaved in. So the good things that happened to him, it was just the good things that he was just born into a life of luxury. And then the bad things that happened to him and the bad things that he quote unquote did also were a result of the things that happened to him. And so you look at the person and you go, well, as I'm watching the show, I, I literally said out loud, like there are no good characters here. I don't even know who to root for, <laughs> but that's what makes it such an interesting human drama because most people are not inherently 100% good or inherently 100% bad. And that's worth noting, right? That's if you are mostly, quote, good, it's because you found yourself in a path, right? In a life path, as I've said with the stream, a life stream, where you've had mostly good things happen to you, or you were raised with a particular temperament, or you were born into a body with a particular temperament and then epigenetics come into play, right? So it doesn't necessarily make you a quote, good person where you should take full credit of that. It makes you a lucky person as in a lucky consciousness to have found yourself in that person that you are now playing as. But then the opposite, the inverse is also true. It allows you, and this is hard to do, like I said, it's very easy for us to start sort of lambasting. And I, I'm guilty of this too. When somebody acts like a shithead or a dickhead, it's my favorite word now, dickhead. You really want to go in and be like, you hey, fuck this person. Like this person is a bad person. But it's just they're a victim of circumstances and narratives that they found themselves on more so. That's just their character. And leave it there, right? Leave it there. Anything beyond that is judging where neither of us or none of us have the right to judge because we are in the same ship as the person that you are judging. You just got a different lot of straws than they did. You were raised differently. You, you were born into a different circumstances so it makes you have a bit more common sense and not move in a particular way. So if you can get rid of the habit of judging and just watching and just observing, Honestly, I think that will put you into a different mindset, which now leads me to the next episode that I'm going to record 